This is Rabbi Stephen Moskowitz, and what follows is my sermon from Shabbat evening services, in which I talk about both Tu Bishvat, the Jewish New Year of the Trees, and Martin Luther King Jr. Day. My sermon is followed by Cantor Talia Smilowitz chanting the words of Dr. King to Haftorah Trope. This was recorded in our synagogue sanctuary on Friday evening, January 14th. A few words of Torah. Our portion offers a verse that defines its entire story. And God led the people roundabout. It is the singular message of the Torah. We are forever wandering and journeying. We never reach the stated goal of entering the promised land. We go round about. The dream remains off in the distance, and the dream continues to animate our movements. We have many successes along the way. We receive the Ten Commandments. We build the tabernacle. We also have more than our share of failures. But as soon as we reach the edge of realizing our dream, the Torah concludes in the rabbi's mandate that we must start the reading all over again. It is as if to say, the dream is the most important part of it all. It is not the arrival that defines us, but the dreaming. There were many times when we felt like we might give up on that dream. There were many times when Mo Moses loses his faith in the people. There were other times when God even loses patience with the people. And there were lots and lots of times when the people simply lose faith and want to give up. And yet they kept wandering and they kept dreaming. And this, of course, brings me to the two days we are marking on this Shabbat, Tu Bishvat and Martin Luther King Day, both of which occur on Monday. First, Tu Bishvat, the 15th of the Hebrew month of Shvat, the new year of the trees, which has become in many Jewish communities a day to celebrate nature and our commitment to take care of the environment. Often we are overwhelmed with the magnitude of the task before us to try to roll back some of the worst effects of climate change. How can one person or two people or even a small group of people have an impact on the entire earth? How can each of us reduce our negative impact on the environment, be better stewards of the earth that God has entrusted to us? Even asking these questions is exhausting and at times dispiriting. The task appears overwhelming. And on this occasion, I do not offer solutions. I continue to ask questions and offer only the most important message we glean from our Torah. No matter how daunting the task or the journey, we can never let go of the dream that this beautiful and awe-inspiring earth can remain a home not just for us, but for all its billions and billions of inhabitants. We may not arrive at the place we imagine in our mind's eye, but we must, ne must never let go of the dream of bettering this earth. The dream must always animate the wandering and give life to our commitments. Second Martin Luther King Day. The message is the same. He prophesied and most famously offered a dream when he said, 
I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Now, if we think that we have arrived at that place as well, when the color of our skin does not matter, that it does not hinder some or help to propel others forward, that our skin color does not define us, then we are sadly mistaken. The dream enshrined in our founding documents are not yet realized by every citizen of this great country. The promise is within reach. It is found within those words. And so if we think that there is not more work to do to realize that dream, then we are also wrong. The dream remains unfulfilled. So let us resolve on this Shabbat not to become dissuaded or distracted or even complacent. The dream remains within a short distance, but we keep turning our attention elsewhere. We prefer to walk in different directions, even though that dream is within sight. Sometime after the rabbis codified the reading of the Torah, they mandated the reading of the Haftorah, the selection from the prophets. They reasoned that prophets were too brazen and far-sighted to walk and live among us. And so they said we should instead chant their ancient words. In our own age, the power of their words is obscured by the Hebrew language. The import of Isaiah's message, for example, comes when we are exhausted by hours of praying on Shabbat morning. And so on this occasion, we offer something different instead. We will hear the cantor chant Martin Luther King's words to the melody of the Haftarah. Perhaps likewise, a generation later, 50-some years after he was assassinated, we might hear the power of this prophet's words. We might figure out how to take Martin Luther King's charge to heart. The words of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. We're on the move now. The burning of our churches will not deter us. We're on the move now. The bombing of our homes will not dissuade us. We're on the move now. The beating and the killing of our clergymen and young people will not divert us. We're on the move now, like an idea whose time has come. Not even the marching of mighty armies can halt us. We are moving to the land of freedom. Now the fact that this new age is emerging reveals something basic about the universe. It tells us something about the core and the heartbeat of the cosmos. It reminds us that the universe is on the side of justice. It says to those who struggle for justice, you do not struggle alone, but God struggles with you. 
This belief that God is on the side of truth and justice comes down to us from the long tradition of our faith. I am convinced that the universe is under the control of loving purpose and that in the struggle for righteousness, man has cosmic companionship. Behind the harsh appearances of the world, there is a benign power. And we say, Amen, Kenyi Hiratson. May it be God's will.